Yo! What's up, everybody? I'm Bob Walters. Welcome to the Locked Up Sports Weekend Wrap-Up. And I know we're late this weekend. Welcome to the show, everybody. Um, it's not really a weekend wrap-up. It's really a midweek wrap-up. Wednesday, April 5th. It is 8.30 in the morning. We're going to do this quick today, about 20 minutes or so. We're going to go through the Mets getting their ass kicked the last couple days in Milwaukee. The Yankees giving Philadelphia their first win last night. Aaron Hicks getting booed out of Yankee Stadium. And, of course, the NCAA tournament and UConn is your national champion as they completed, you know, they they completed a, a great run. And Drew had himself a great run as well. Our friend Drew, he is the Locked Up Sports Bracket Challenge champion. So congratulations to Drew. We're going to get him his trophy. And he could display it, like I said, wherever he would like. We're going to try and get him on on Friday because he is a huge UConn fan on top of everything. On top of everything. He told me he always fills out two brackets. He fills out the one he thinks is going to win, and he fills out his UConn bracket. And look at that. The UConn bracket won. I wonder if it was the same one. We'll find out on Friday when we talk to him. And Drew, congratulations. Hell of a job. It was one of the one of the worst uh, point totals for most people. I mean, I think I had 500 points in the ESPN bracket. I think I was in like 60th percentile, too. So... Let's start with the Mets, and listen, the Mets have gotten their ass kicked the last two days. They've gotten their ass kicked by Milwaukee. They've lost 10 nothing two days ago. They lost 9 nothing last night. Uh, is it panic time for Scherzer? No, nah, I don't think it's panic time yet. I don't think it is. I think he's got to get his act together. He gave up four home runs last night. His line last night was five and a third, eight hits, five runs, four home runs, two walks, and only two strikeouts. I think the two strikeouts is very alarming, and the home runs. I mean, they hit the ball a ton. They killed it last night. I was surprised, actually, that it was the second time he had given up back-to-back-to-back home runs. But the Mets play. They play today, 1.30, local time here. It's a 12.30 start there in Milwaukee. And listen, you got Peterson on the mound tonight. The Mets are going to try and get a win today. Just try and score some runs. They haven't scored a run in 20 innings. Two-plus games the Mets haven't scored a run. So you got Peterson, and it's not going to be easy today. He's going up against Burns, who's the ace for Milwaukee. So it's not going to be easy for the Mets. Listen, just get a couple runs, even if they get swept out of here. They took three out of four from Florida. They still have uh, – they, they come home, home opener tomorrow, City Field against the Marlins. So they could, they could get right. They could, they could be okay. But, you know, it, it's, not, it's not a good start for the Mets so far. You know, the last three weeks have not been good. You got Diaz going down. You got Verlander going down on opening day. You got Scherzer getting rocked. The last two the last two starts, he did not pitch well on opening day. Pitched about four innings well. He seems like, you know, if you look at him now, he's been a five-inning pitcher. It's not an ace or a co-ace. He's an aging five-inning pitcher who falls apart in the sixth inning. Basically on cue. Gives up long home runs. His breaking ball was just hanging out over the plate last night. It, there was nothing nothing really good about it. As the Mets dropped their second straight, it's the first time that they have ever dropped two ga- two straight games, both at 9 nothing, Both 9 nothing or more. So it was 10 nothing the first night. It was 9 nothing last night. And, I mean, listen, it, it's not good, and it doesn't get any easier as you take a look at the Mets' schedule here. They got the seven-game... Um, I'm sorry, they got a six-game homestand. They got the they play tomorrow, 
then the day off for the possible rain out of opening day, and then they got two more, and then San Diego comes into town. So, and then they go out west. So the Mets could very easily get off to a bad start here this season, and it's not something you want to see. I mean, they're just not hitting. The pitching has not been great. The bullpen really hasn't had a chance to to hold leads or anything like that. So you got McNeil is hitting. McNeil's a professional hitter. You know, he he's the he led the league. He led both leagues in batting average last year. He won the, the batting title for the major leagues last year. Don't forget. So he's hitting. He got three hits last night. He had three of the Mets. How many hits did they have last night? Three of the Mets, eight hits, was McNeil. You got Escobar, who's just a disaster. And now he's got to stay at third because Beatty's hurt. It doesn't look like it's too serious down there. I don't know too much about the injury, but Beatty's hurt, so he's out. Got Escobar's one for 16, Nimmo two for 12, Lindor two for 14, and Alonzo three for 18. And I told you in the beginning of the season that the middle of that order is going to be important, and it has to hit, and it has to hit a lot, and it's got to produce runs. And now the Mets are not getting any runs these last two games. So, you know, is it a big game today? No, it's not a big game. But it's a game that you want them to win. You don't want to come in to opening day, City Field, all the pageantry and everything going on after losing 10 nothing, 9 nothing, and then losing again today and getting swept out of Milwaukee. Uh, the Yankees, the Yankees last night, they gave... Uh, the Phillies, their first win, so they're not helping out the Mets, but the, the Phillies have really been struggling. Phillies now 1-4. and four. Domingo Herman got the loss. He was 4-2 and two thirds, 4 hits, 4 runs, 8 strikeouts. So he had the strikeout working, but, you know, he gave up. He gave up, again, the long ball. Gave up a leadoff home run to start the game, and it just got off on the wrong foot. Aaron Hicks, 0-3. 0-3, booed out of the stadium again. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with that. You know, I do you play him again today? I mean, he played him two straight games. He's now 0 for 6 on the season, which is really not a big deal. 0 for 6, I mean, everybody goes 0 for 6 multiple, multiple times in a season. But he's 0 for 6, and he's getting booed. I mean, he's getting booed just coming up to the plate. He was booed on opening day. I don't think it's right that they're really booing him yet. I he, Listen, you got him to 2025. You got him for another three years. And right, I think the Yankees have probably tried to shop him around, and nobody's going to take him. You know, you could get a bag of balls for him, I guess. <clears throat> but the Yankees, you know, they, 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 they're all right. The Yankees play pitch today. They got Cole going today, this afternoon, another afternoon game. So two afternoon games today, Mets and the Yankees. Yankees and Phillies out at the stadium, 105. Garrett Cole against Nola for the Phillies. And the Yankees tried. It's a rubber match of the series. The Yankees, have they split the first two games. <clears throat> and, you know, we'll see what happens today. They should be all right with Cole on the mound. He pitched very well on opening day. <clears throat> Excuse me. Man, early in the morning. Um, he, pitches, he pitched opening day. He pitched very well on opening day. And we'll see, we'll see how they do. But the Mets are the, are the story... So far today, I mean, the the nine nothing and ten nothing. I mean, the the Brewers are not that good. They're not, they're not a bad team, but the you know the NL Central is a, a terrible division. They had two teams that lost a hundred games last year. The Brewers finished, I believe, seven games behind the Cardinals, who I'm sure will win it again because the Cardinals win it every year. So that's what's going on 
in the baseball world area around here uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow is opening day, City Field. It's also my birthday. Probably going to head on over to City Field tomorrow. I don't think I'm going to go to the game, but I am going to get some fan reaction from the parking lot, do some tailgating, have some beers with some fans, talk to them, see what they think about the team, about the pitching staff, see what's going on there. Now, the NCAA tournament. The NCAA tournament, UConn had an all-time run. Was it a great NCAA tournament? It wasn't a great NCAA tournament. It wasn't a terrible one. You know, you had the Final Four. You had San Diego State. FAU was a great national semifinal. Great national semifinal. San Diego State came all the way back. They were down 14 points in the second half. They looked dead in the water. Looked like FAU was cruising to a Monday night matchup with UConn. And... They couldn't hit their free throws. They couldn't hit their free throws. They started turning the ball over. What happened was FAU got tight. They could see they could see the finish line with a Final Four win heading into Monday night, and they got tight. They missed free throws. They turned the ball over. In the last 10 minutes, nothing went, nothing went right for them. And then the kid on San Diego shot hit a buzzer beater, which I don't think is getting you know, as much credit as, as it deserves. I mean, look at some of the buzzer beaters. This was a national semifinal buzzer beater. Great shot. I didn't think he was going to get the shot off. It was, you know, from the from the wing. Nothing but net buzzer beater, and that ended that. The second national semifinal, UConn was just too much. They were just too much for Miami. Miami had a good run. They just weren't, a, you know, nobody was as good as UConn. And give them credit, UConn didn't even get a challenge. The biggest challenge they had, I guess, was San Diego State in the finals. But that game was really never close. You never thought UConn had a chance of losing that game. San Diego State in the second half got it down to like five or six. But you never, you never really thought UConn was was in danger, or at least I didn't. I don't know if you, you know, you did when you were watching the game. You never felt that UConn was in danger in that game. That game was in hand basically from ten minutes into the first half, and straight through. And that's how it was the whole tournament. I think the most shocking game was UConn beating Gonzaga by 30 points. But they beat everybody by 20 points. They beat everybody. Every Everybody they played, they beat by, by 20-something points. And they raised the trophy. They win. Um, it's their fifth national title. And, you know, real quietly, they're now, they're now tied with Duke. You know, you think of Duke as, as this all-time powerhouse, great, you know, basketball program. UConn is tied with Duke with the men. They have the most championships with the women, obviously. They have 16 with the women, 5 with the men, 21 total. And it's all happened in like the last 25 years. So UConn wins again. Hurley gets his championship. He's, he's a better coach than his brother. You know, Bobby was a better player. Danny's a better coach. Um, Bobby gets bigger jobs. He gets bigger jobs. He's got the Arizona State job that he's not really done much there. Been you can't say anything but a disappointment. And now Danny has his national championship as the the Hurley family just grows their basketball lore. But as far as uh, programs go, UConn's got the best basketball program when you combine men and women. UConn's got the best, and I think you're heading towards the end of the women's dynasty with UConn. You know, what they lost this year, what, in the Elite Eight, I believe it was. But the women had some, they had some juice to their tournament this year. 
You had this Angel Reese, Caitlin Clark thing going on. They had the most viewers they've ever had for a championship game. Nine million televisions tuned in to the women's national championship game. For the men, it was only 14.7 million. Third lowest they've ever had. And people were people were into this this trash talking Caitlin Reese, uh Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese. She's got a rap album. Angel Reese does. They're talking, you know, the people are throwing race in there, saying that Reese is getting criticized when Clark didn't. Listen, do I think that what Reese did by throwing the hand in the face and pointing the finger when the game was already over and basically following Caitlin Clark, who's the better, better player, out of the gym when you just won the national title? That's probably not the right thing to do, but it's the best thing for the sport. You had 9 million people tune into that game. I don't know what they usually get, but it's definitely not 9 million. I'd say it's probably like three or four for the championship. The men will usually get somewhere around 18 to 20. They got 14.7. It was Jim Nance's last game. So he signed off. We'll play his thing at the end. I'll play with one shining moment. So that's it for Jim Nance as far as college basketball. Iron Eagle now steps in which I'm excited about. Love Iron Eagle. I think he's better than Jim Nance. Jim Nance, you got to give Nance credit, though. I think he did 37 years of college basketball. He started uh, in the studio. He was with uh, he was with Francesa. He started in the studio with Francesa, and then he kind of worked his way, and he became the voice of CBS Sports. Jim Nance does everything. Jim Nance is the, the Joe Buck of CBS Sports. I don't hear the, you know, people don't really hate Nance. I'm not a huge fan of him. He's great in golf. He's good in football. I'm not crazy about him with basketball. I think Iron Eagle is is much better. I'm excited to hear him next year as he'll do his first Final Four. You know, you hear Iron's all over the place. He did the the net, uh, no, I'm sorry. He did the, the Celtics game last night. He does the Nets games. He does the he did the tournament up to the regional finals. So he will now be the number one college basketball. And I think he should be the number one football too. I think he's better than Nance in football, but you know, Nance you're gonna have to deal with that until Nance leaves, who is now on his way to Augusta, or I guess he's already there for the Masters. Masters starts today is the part three. Tomorrow is the first round. And it looks like they're going to have terrible weather. They're looking at like rain, 50 degrees on both Thursday and Friday. I'd be shocked if they're not playing Monday. You know, and this is, you know, there's some excitement here. There's some controversy with the live golfers and the non-live golfers because everybody gets to play. This isn't a PGA event. Masters is a standalone, its own event. So, it, you know, people like Phil's going to be there. Rory will be there on the other side. Tiger's playing. Is it going to be Tiger? Tiger was asked if it's going to be his last Masters. He said maybe. I don't think it will be. I think you'll probably see Tiger playing another five or six years. You know, he'll be he'll, he'll show up. He could show up as long as he wants. He's got the lifetime exemption. Once you win the Masters, you are there. You you could play. You know, ninety eight years old. If you want to wheel yourself out there and hit the golf ball, you're allowed to play. I think I don't think Tiger will do that, but it's a it's a very hilly course. It's a grueling course to walk, and you know I I wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if Tiger's you know one under tomorrow night. Wouldn't shock me if he makes the cut, 
but at some point all the walking in the hills will get to him and he will fade so he will not win but it's gonna be an interesting interesting weekend you know everyone loves the masters you know tradition unlike any other nance coined that phrase too so that's a nance thing now he's great at golf like i said he's great he's a great golf announcer um what else do we have we had last night we had the penguins helping out the islanders i'm sorry i'm sorry the Devils beating the Penguins, helping out the Islanders. So the Islanders are, are pretty secure in that second wild card spot. They're behind the Panthers, who have the first wild card spot. And it looks like all three teams are going to make the playoffs. I mean, the Rangers, the Rangers are not going to catch the Devils. They got five games left. They're going to finish behind the Devils, third in the Metropolitan. They're going to have to play the Devils, and it's going to be a great series. I cannot wait. Two weeks from today the NHL playoffs start. So two weeks from today, and it goes straight through until June. And then they award the Stanley Cup. I think the Rangers can win the Stanley Cup. I think they're a better team than they were last year. I think Shesterkin is playing well now. He's kind of gotten back on his feet. He had a little rough patch there. He got back on his feet. He's now playing real well. And I think the Rangers, you know, if he, if he if you ride Shesterkin to the, to the Cup, you could do that. You got to have a hot goal. You got to have somebody that's that, that you got power plays got to be working. The Rangers got a lot of star power. They can absolutely win the Stanley Cup. The biggest hurdle is going to be the Boston Bruins. The Bruins are a better team. The Bruins are by far the best team in the NHL. That's not going to be easy for anybody to beat. They are going to be the prohibitive favorites going into this tournament. So we'll see what happens there with the NHL. As far as the Knicks go, Knicks again, they, they look, they're going to be playing the Cavs. That starts a couple days after the NHL. So sometime, I'd say two and a half weeks. I don't know exactly. I don't have it right here exactly when the NBA playoffs start. But it's going to be Knicks-Cavs. And listen, the Knicks got to win the series. There's nothing else you could say. Knicks got to win the series. And there's no excuses not to win the series. Donovan Mitchell's coming in with the Cavs. You got to win the series. You can't lose this. You cannot lose this. And there's going to be a ton of pressure on Thibodeau and a ton of pressure on the Knicks, on Randall, and on the whole team. But you know what? That that's they gotta just deal with that and they're gonna have to win. And they have to win this series. So there was some good basketball games on last night. The Lakers make it a late push here. They're now in the seventh spot. They they might not even have to that they might not even have to play in that playing tournament, to be honest with you. Lakers with an overtime win last night. And then the other good game last night was Joel Embiid had a huge game, and I watched this game. It was the uh, Sixers and the Celtics in Philly. The Celtics had won all the previous games in the the season series against them. Embiid went out 52 points, clinched the MVP. I think he clinched the MVP last night. 52 points, 13 rebounds. The the, the last sequence in this game was kind of weird. The, the Celtics missed a free throw on purpose. They caught the Sixers sleeping on the blocks. The guy got his own rebound because he missed the free throw. He kicked it out to three. The three was taken. It was hit, and a foul was called. So you're like, oh, man, here we go. They, they ended up reviewing the foul, reversing the foul. So Celtics were down two. Sixers with the ball. Offensive foul before the inbound with two seconds left. So the Celtics had a chance. They had a shot. They, they took a shot. Tatum took a shot. It was a fade away from the corner. It wasn't a very good shot. He got to got look at it. And it, you know, he's too strong on it, and the Sixers win. 
And that's going to be a good series, too, because that's lining up for a second-round playoff series, the Sixers and the Celtics in the Eastern Conference. The NBA playoffs are going to be fun this year. The NBA playoffs are going to be fun, and especially if we can get the Knicks through that first round. Because you'll see this is a different place when the Knicks are, Knicks are playing well, and the Rangers are making a run. You know, maybe we get a 94 situation all over again, although I doubt it. Listen, the Knicks ain't going to the finals. But you never know. You know, you get, a, you get it for a couple weeks. Knicks win a round. Rangers make a run. Shostakhin gets hot. Hey, who knows? Maybe the Islanders make a run. And the Devils are a good team as well. You know, you can't, you don't want the, you don't want the Devils. Devils aren't really considered a local team, but they are. You know, I hate the Devils. As a Rangers fan, I hate the Devils. I hate them more than the Islanders. I've gone over this before. But the NCAA tournament, as we close it out, I'm going to move this way here a little bit. Let's just see. The brackets. I can't even figure it out now. <laughs> the brackets right behind me. UConn win. Drew is the champion of the Locked Up Sports Bracket Challenge. It's fitting that he went, that he won it, right? UConn wins. Drew wins. The only problem I have is Drew wins everything. We picked names out of a hat a couple months ago. Drew wins. He's the, I'm looking for the 300th member of the Facebook group. Drew, bam, comes a member, 300. So he, he's, won, he's won basically every little contest we've thrown up so far in this year that we've had. So Friday, we're going to do baseball, a lot of baseball. Mets opening day tomorrow. If you're heading out there, enjoy it. Uh, I'm probably going to be out there in the parking lot. Come and say hello. Haven't decided if I'm going to get a ticket yet. It's my birthday tomorrow, so I might get a ticket. I might not. I'd say more likely than more likely not get a ticket is probably what what the answer is. I, I more than likely will not get a ticket. But I didn't have much time this morning to do the show, so you know I figured I'd come on, do a quick little wrap up. That's what the wrap up is, right? Quick wrap up. So enjoy your day, everybody. Mets and Yankees afternoon games today. One forty for the Mets. One. 05 for the Yankees out of Yankee Stadium. Both teams trying to rebound from a loss last night. Mets just trying to get a couple of runs on the board. They've been outscored 19-0 in the last two games. Peterson versus Burns in the Mets game. Peterson, this is a good say, you know, look, listen, a little early start, a little early big start for Peterson trying to stop the bleeding. Hicks, um, let's see if he's in the lineup today. I don't know if he's going to be. If he is, he'll be booed. If he gets a single, he'll probably be booed because he didn't get a double. The Yankee fans are being very petty with him. They, listen, you got you got to get behind this guy. You got him for a couple of years. And Garrett Cole on the mound. Let's see what happens. Going against Nola of the Phillies. Congratulations to Drew. We will talk to you Friday, everybody. And that does it. I'm Bob Walters. We leave you tonight with the Jim Nance sign-off and one more playing. Of one shining moment. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to let everyone know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our website at lockedupsports.net. Remember, you can also find us on your favorite social media site on Twitter at lockedupsports, on the gram at locked underscore up underscore sports. Join our Facebook group, Locked Up Sports, or on TikTok at Locked Up Sports Show. Now you can catch all the latest from Locked Up Sports anytime. Thanks for listening.